here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Today, I have a lovely person that saved my ass. (laughs) (laughs) A very reliable person (laughs) that um, is the sole reason that we have an episode this week. So without further ado, everyone, (laughs) please welcome to the mic. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, just to describe him, he's a lovely, lovely individual who I care about a whole ton. We've um, been doing a bunch of Skype sessions throughout the pandemic, and I'm very excited to talk to him here today and introduce you all to him. Without further ado, welcome to the mic, Jonathan, everybody. Hey, thank you. I'm so, yeah, like when you kind of uh, you gave me that email and I saw it, I was like, oh my god. Totally. Why not? That's that's great. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I was like, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like very busy with work, and then like all these Tell like me about it. Fucking these. I know, right? Yeah, I <laughs> when, know. When's the last time we skyped? Yeah, you're the first person right. to know. Um, And then like all these thousands of little projects that I've kept up and maintained throughout the pandemic are suddenly falling by the wayside, like virtual domination and also the podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never easy, I'm sure. It's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I remember a long time ago, even uh, when, I don't know, at some point you were like, you said it on your Twitter if you were uh, looking for people for, for your podcast, potentially, just to uh-huh, have uh-huh, uh-huh. in case. And I told you, like, after one of our sessions, I was like, hey, you know, if you ever need me, I'm sure I'll be there. But, like, fully not at all expecting that to happen. Um, but then it's like, are. hey, and here we are. Hey, I remembered. I was like, oh, you that. Did. I'm like, oh, you for sure will be bailing me out at some point. I will put that in my yeah, back pocket. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And even, and it's funny because, like, you know, we, because I listen to to your podcast, and I, you know, a lot, I, your your Patreon ones and, and the real ones and stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash the bed post show, you mean? It's worth it. <laughs> just saying. Not subscribe. only are the podcasts worth it, but all the other content. Subscribe, subscribe, Good subscribe. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just... I have a uh, very, I'm just, you know, as a cis, head white dude, for mm. the most part, like, I'm, I understand, I'm in the Midwest, I'm in the States, you know, I just, all of my kink and all of my stuff is very much private, and I, you know, I'm, I don't necessarily know that that's the typical uh, person that you would have on here. So it's kind of exciting to, in my own way, to be on here too, and like to be able to talk about whatever and all this other stuff. And I know that there is a huge aspect of me that I'm sure we'll get into as well um, that is not just like 100% typical white dude. 
Uh, so that's that's great too. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's fun to offer different perspectives sometimes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I was like, ooh, yes, somebody who is a client of mine, somebody who is yeah. like, you know, a fetishist, but maybe right. you know, a sub leaning fetishist, yes. possibly. Like you know, maybe right. not full, full submissive, but leaning um, more and more, as, more and more as we sessions speak, go as by, the days go by. <laughs> influence under the influence of Lady <laughs> Very much so. But yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's a cool perspective. Like, I don't, I've definitely yeah. never had, like, just a full-out client of mine on the pod. Wow. I haven't. Well, again, that's amazing. I feel so uh, honored and, and special and privileged to, to be able to share that with you. Oh. Um, so maybe let's start there. Like, so you're a client of mine. Can you talk about mm-hmm. maybe, like, your motivations for, like, booking providers and kind of what that looks like for you perhaps yeah yeah absolutely and then and honestly and that kind of will tie I think into you know the other stuff I was talking about a little bit great as well um so first you know it's it's hard uh, uh, meander too much but you know me so I like to do that <laughs> I am want to do that uh I uh I am disabled I have uh, something called spinal muscular atrophy, so I'm in like I'm a full-time power chair user, power wheelchair user. Um, so that is at least partly why all of the experimenting that I've ever done and exploring my kinks and, and desires and whatever else has been virtual. You know what I mean? So um, again, a lot of it is too because I'm kind of like I don't know I don't know actually I, I've never really uh, sat and thought about that or you know introspected enough to be like if I had the opportunity and I wasn't you know uh, disabled would I be visiting more real life kink events or exploring it more um, but or I do know that like seeing providers in person potentially That yeah that's what I mean right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I've never really thought of it that way, but I do know that, uh, the barrier and not as, and not as though, um, it's a barrier that, you know, providers put up or anything typically, but just like, it's like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get the privacy? How am I going to do all this other stuff? Like everything in my life typically has to involve, uh, reliance on somebody else. So again, like I said, my kink is very private and most people in my personal life don't know anything about it and certainly not my family (laughs) so um i would just not want to get them involved in anything where i would have to be like hey can you drop me off at this dungeon while i go get you know humiliated for an hour um (laughs) so so that's why i've kind of uh explored everything online and initially um I was all I was doing, and this is something that we kind of talked about because, like, I've done cam stuff for a very long time, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and when we started doing it, it wasn't until you know quite a while after we began doing our sessions that it was like, what? Hey, wait a minute! I've been doing this longer than you have, you know, because you yeah. didn't, you know, you weren't doing um, virtual, uh, yeah, virtual sessions prior to the pandemic. 
And so that never clicked in my brain. I was like, holy smokes, yeah, now I should, I, it all makes sense. Um, <laughs> that, that's, but so, that was, that's really funny. That's something I've never necessarily really thought of, but it's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. So um, I'm, that, and, <laughs> not to so, cut you off, but just a quick yeah. sidebar. So was that noticeable to you that I was a noob at virtual? No, not even remotely. No? Not even remotely. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. that's good. And it wasn't, and it was, it never was until, you know, again, on one of your, your Patreon podcasts, I think, where you were like, like, I don't ever do in-between session communication or logistic yes. communication with people. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, just managing all of the, like, administrative, like, emails and back and forth and all that stuff. If you've never done that before, ew. It's a lot. Like, I can imagine that would be it's a little a whole, overwhelming, to say the least. It's like a whole other job. A whole other Absolutely. full-time job on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, so, so I've been doing that along for a long time with, um, you know, everyday cam models i would say I don't, i'm not sure non-cam providers um yeah or non-specialized you know gotcha, irl gotcha, gotcha. professional dominatrixes or something like that um and then over the pandemic you know it was really funny and i and i told you that too i saw just randomly on twitter something where it was like you and a bunch of other people and you were doing like some cute TikTok thing <laughs> where you're doing like, you know, your, your normal, quote unquote, normal, regular, everyday appearance versus your uh, professional appearance. And I was like, hey, wow, she's super, I'm into that, look. And I, like I thought you're, I just liked everything about you. And uh, I reached out and you were a super friendly and understanding of my situation and then the rest was history. And so oh you were truly, God. like, That's... the first person that, again, like, who is a professional, like, in real life dominatrix yeah. who I had truly seen virtually, I would say. Oh, my goodness. So you wouldn't have known the difference anyways if I was shit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, I did, I pretty quickly knew it was different than what I had previously engaged in, um, just for any number of reasons. But it, yeah, I, I had no idea this was like a new thing for you. Yeah, well, that's good. I bluffed my way through it. I faked it till I yeah. made it. Yeah, um, you did. You definitely <laughs> made it. So camming, um, are you talking about like you're you're in a cam room? and then you go private with the cam person? Or is it kind of similar to what we do where you actually can contact them via whatever means, you know, for their booking yeah. and you book them for an hour and you Skype or Zoom or, or whatever? What, did, right, what does that right. look like on your end? So uh, initially, way back in the day, um, <laughs> it was, yeah, like, you know, it started off in, in a like chat room, like a cam room or something, and then you take them private or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just over the years and, and through, uh, it, then, you know, the progression of my abilities or, or my disability rather, it's like, you know, I've never, uh, like typing is not difficult for me, but like I'm, I've always known that like just communicating verbally and I, not in any sort of exhibitionist way, but like I rather, I very much prefer face-to-face -face interaction. Right. You know, so I've always um, 
preferred to do it through some other means where I can speak and see and they can see me uh, while, you know, while we're just kind of socializing, essentially. Yeah. And that's the other reason why, like, you know, despite some of my fetishes and whatever, not like I, it, sometimes they're hard to find specific uh, clips or content for just because my, what I'm into is a little bit nuanced, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not impossible. And, but it's still, it's like, I've, I've always preferred, um, social interaction with it as opposed to, you know, purchasing or finding clips. So I try and, and stick with that. Yeah. No, I understand the thing about typing. Like anybody that's taken a zoom class, <laughs> knows how fucking yeah, annoying right. it is to just have to sit there and only type in the chat. Like I just taught a zoom class last night and like as a facilitator teaching a class, I'm even just the most tired because you right. don't have that, um, instant feedback, you know, that you would get yeah. in a room with someone of like laughter, for instance, or like, right, exactly. you know, it, like anybody in the performing arts throughout the pandemic, like knows how <laughs> yeah. different doing a virtual show is and how it's really not even close to right. being in a and, room with someone where you can see each then, other's faces and talk back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. And then add in the additional factor of trying to do that one handed when you're attempting to <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> you know, uh, attempting to point. enjoy the session to its fullest, let's say. <laughs> let's say you said it. You did. Let you did say. <laughs> yeah. So all all of that is just it's it's like and in, and I know and it's too it, it's it's that's been somewhat problematic uh, to find providers who are open to doing what I like as opposed to going through, um, you know, a big box campsite, let's say, or something. Um, Yeah, so it's that, that, and then on top of, like, you needed something very specialized, as for your kids, so those things are all barriers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I understand it, it's like, you know, um, not that I'm super special or anything, but, like, I understand that (laughs) That, you are, you know, though. a lot of clients. Ah, yeah. I was fishing them. for it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, I picked up on the bait. Right. There you go. You, you did. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to follow the metaphor. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing but, about um, fishing. There you go. Uh, but just like, you know, I know that, that uh, trustworthiness and all of that is, is very important. And it's just easier for for providers to kind of have a rule and, and not, not worry about it. Right. And Certainly. And be like, yeah. well, yeah, I can, you know, figure it out with each an individual person when you get, you know, hundreds of emails, however many a week, it'd be like, you know, time wasters and whatever else you gotta parse through. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So is this something that um, you're able to access in your personal life to some degree as well? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. So it's, um, it's, it's been difficult to, to do that. Uh, because, gosh, there's there's so much in it to that question, and that's kind of what I was thinking about. Because it really, um, I was wondering if it would get there. It a lot of uh, of that ties into like identity issues. I think about really um, that can go pretty deep. So so in the in the most basic way, it's been difficult. Um, so I'm from you know not 
not that I'm super old, but we're we're, we're the same I'm a age. little bit older. Yeah. yeah, and I just had a birthday, you know. And again, I'm in the Midwest in the states, so it's uh, not the most progressive. I mean, and there there certainly is, you know, fet life events and lunches and stuff here. But again, like I can't I can't necessarily get to those, or I'm not going to put forth the energy to get to those. So. Um, like when I go, when I do dating and online apps and stuff, uh, you know, you, it's very difficult. It has been difficult for me to encounter, um, potential partners who are willing to engage in these sorts of kinks that I'm into as, like you said, as a fetishist slash, you know, submissive leaning person. Um, you know, so it's been difficult for me to find dominant women. Uh, as potential partners, I would say. Like, I've had partners who are, um, like, good giving and game or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they'll do it. Um, they'll do it. Yeah, right. Know? And I've yeah. only, I, I've had one partner uh, who was that, and it was great. Like, she was kind of able to fully get it and, like, could do it. And I was like, all right, this is fun. But for the most part, every other time, they've either been you know, like, I don't get it, or, like, outright turned off by it, or, you know, like, just not, not about it, um, so that's, that's been somewhat frustrating, uh, and somewhat difficult, and, you know, that's why I've, I'm okay with, for the most part, keeping it virtual and, and where I am at right now. Like, I, I do think, I do feel as though I need an outlet for it, um, but, you know, then there's there's also the, the, the question of what, what kind of stuff do I want from a partner? Like, is that something that I need from a partner? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of the, the things that, you know, and I'm actually, I'm kind of having that, that issue a little bit right now with, with someone I'm seeing, um, because we she's uh considerably younger she so i just turned 39 and she is 29 okay um and she's going to be 30 in a couple months and so there's you know there's a generational gap right Certainly. <laughs> and i'm from you know not that i'm completely closed off to the idea of non-monogamy but she uh like has a past where she was like into swinging and stuff and yeah and i was like wow that's very surprising to me like i never would have guessed that um and so she just got out of a long-term relationship and before she met me she was kind of doing her own thing on dating apps as well and then she met me and like we kind of really hit it off and got got along and like it was both one of those things where we were like, well, we weren't really expecting this to happen and to be so great and blah, 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 blah. And uh, she, uh, so it's going great. And we haven't really talked about monogamy, but then at one point she brought up like, hey, you know, I, I have this couple and they're friends of mine and I had been hooking up with them prior to meeting you and I would still kind of like to do that. Like, are you cool with that? And, uh, 
it was kind of like at the end of the night, right before she was leaving. So I was like, oh, wow, I was not expecting that at all. You know what I mean? Like, I need to give that some more thought. Well, yeah, that's like a big conversation to kind of just right. have a throwaway comment about it on the way out the door. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Wake up back. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> and even then, it's like, you know, a uh, partly generational thing, too, perhaps even. But I, um, that's what I thought. So I was like, let me think about it. Because then she hit me with, like, you know, if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And it's like, oh. Well, I don't want to put you in that position either. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a little little more complicated than that. And I asked her, you know, the first question that came to my mind is like, well, you know, and not in an accusatory way at all, or just like in a curiosity way, like, well, why is that something that you want to do? Yeah. Like if we're together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we're together and we're like, we were being sexually active and stuff, like, why is that something that you would want to do? And she was like, you know, I don't necessarily know how to say it. I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, is it because of there are certain things that I can't necessarily do sexually? And she was like, yeah, like, basically, like, I didn't necessarily know how to say that, but that's probably the case because, you know, she is very submissive and she is at least sexually. And she said, she was like, you know, I, I like it like very, very rough. Um, she wants to be thrown around the room. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of come up in some of our talks and plays and stuff too, right? So, like, I know that that's not something I can do. And I've told her too, and it's like, well, I can't really tell you no because I, you know, am still seeing online doms and stuff. And, I'm, and that's, like, right. I would feel hypocritical to be, like, outright saying, no, you can't do this, even though, again, in my brain it's not at all the same thing like it's kind of the same thing but it's not exactly the same thing no i hear what you're saying a lot of like monogamous um couples yeah will still be like okay but you can some sometimes it's like okay but you can see providers because it's not personal you know like it's not emotional Um, yeah yeah or it's the thing of like okay we're monogamous but you can still like do online stuff because it's not physically sexual like you know all kinds of justifications and different rules for different people right yeah you can still kind of identify as a monogamous couple but there are some elements of non-monogamy involved right and like even like we have a threesome with someone sometimes like that's non-monogamy right you know yeah, yeah, and you, and even, or it's just like, you know, you're, you're paying for a service, too, versus, like, I'm going over to their house and hanging out with them for the night. And yeah, it's like getting a massage, or like, yeah, 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 like exactly. to stuff like that, yeah. And so it's, it's been difficult for me to, to confront my feelings about that completely, because, and again, a lot of what you and I even do, like, you know, there's, like that's kind of goes right into what you and I do sometimes, right? Right. Like in in various ways. Um, but then when you're confronted with it in in real life, it's a little bit different for a number of reasons. Because like in this, the dy- that dynamic is very different. The dynamic that I have with this partner, where like it's not, you know, if it was her <laughs> being extremely dominant about it and like you know or somehow incorporating that like i think it would feel a little bit different but that's just not the vibe that we have or the dynamic that we have so so that's a little bit difficult too and then it's also a little bit difficult because 
it's not, you know, in, in what you and I do, it, it's all surrounded around, like, all, and a whole different number of different things, right? But for this, she's just like, yeah, I like it really rough. And, like, to me, <laughs> the part that feels a little bit difficult for me, or in my brain at least, right, is that the only thing stopping me, because, like, I know kind of what my attitude is and my, like, who I am and everything else. Like, the only thing stopping me from doing that is, like, is my disability, at least in my brain. Like, that's how I process it, right? Like, if I wasn't disabled, I would be able, you know, I might not be the best rough sex lover of all time for her or something, but I think I would at least be able to meet that or, you know, at least, you know, at least be an option or something, right? Yeah, I I definitely understand the conflict um, of hearing that and receiving that and processing that for sure. Because on like one hand, um, you can look at exactly how you said it's like, well, nobody can do everything for one person. And, you know, different people can do things for different people like even if you were a rough like top to her and she had Mm -hmm. this other rough top like but she just really liked that rough top and the way he did it in this really nuanced way Mm -hmm. um and he likes what you do for and she likes what you do for another way you know what i mean like right um you know it's like okay well yeah polyamory can be that nuanced of like well I get my needs met by a bunch of different people and mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold one person to get all my needs wet needs wet oh my yeah. um, <laughs> that too um, yeah, exactly. but yeah it does feel that feels different um, yeah that right. f- and again that feels different yeah and it's one of and it's something and it's a position I've never been in before because like she is truly just the nicest, sweetest, like, most caring and compassionate person I think I've ever dated, honestly, like, truly. Um, And whenever I've been, you know, dating before, like, I've just always assumed that if someone needed or wanted, like, if that was their desire to have very rough sex, Mm -hmm. um, like, that's just not someone who's going to date me. You know what I mean? And that's, like, something I'm perfectly okay with. Uh, Like, that's, it's not, you know, like, I've never questioned that. Um, So to be in this position where they're like, yes, I want this and I want that. Yes, that's different. Yeah, it's very, it's very different. Um, And so, so it's, it's, you know, I don't know. And and so I just told her, like, I'm going to have to... I think what I'll have to do, at the very least, is, you know, get back on dating apps and just kind of see what's going out there or flirt with other people and talk to other people and, you know, you and I will still be dating, but that's will make me feel better about everything. And she's like, okay, but just so you know, like, I'm not dating anybody else right now, right? Um, and I'm like, okay. And so, and it's funny because I said that to another friend just the other day uh, when I, I was running it by her. And she was like, well, because, you know, my partner said repeatedly it's just like no strings attached and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she was like, my friend, the separate friend was like, well, that's not really true because they like hang out, you know? Yeah, and they, they have like, a do relationship. Stuff. It might be right, not exactly. be like the most romantic of relationships, but they clearly have a connection beyond just sex. Right. 
that yeah, could be exactly. categorized as dating or as like casual yeah, partners no, or whatever that's, it is. Right, that's what she, that's what she said, and I was like, huh? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, true. And again, and it's and it's and it's really all semantics, you know. And I, it's not like I care that much, but it is. It would be. It's definitely more akin to like friends with benefits at the very least, yeah. than a no strings attached like sexual yes. uh, relationship. And so yeah. it's all, and again, and this it's is, and a lot of it. It's interesting to think of this because it's like, the thing with, also with non-monogamy is like, do we have to be, like you and I are dating, but we're going to do our mm-hmm. things, our separate things. Right. Do they have to be exactly equal to each other? Like, that's not the point, right? It's like. Yeah, exactly. You know, the point is that we're, we, is not that we both have friends with benefits on the side. And that's what right. is going to make it equal and feel okay that. You know what I mean? Like, you, it can be, yeah. quote-unquote, unbalanced and work based on whatever your needs right. are because people have different needs. So, you know. But you know me. I do. And you know the way my brain <laughs> is all about metrics. And so it's like, well, if we're having a, uh, you know, a balance here, like, it means how, like, both sides need to be even in my brain. And you right. can call that, you know, ego. You can call that whatever like nonsense it like but for me it does feel like i don't i feel some type of way about sure. the fact that she gets to like go fuck somebody and like i'm not yeah you know sure. what i mean and so and like i can't and i i'm having difficulty reconciling that in my brain unfortunately. yeah i know i hear you i totally hear you what i'm talking about is like making things even but not literally even like it make them feel even Right. Yeah. Is yeah, what yeah. I'm For kind sure. of like more encouraging people. Uh, what I generally encourage people to like lean into more. It's like what feels good. Whatever feels good. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly yeah. the same thing on both sides. Um, right. But it's what feels even. What feels like you're both getting your needs met. And you can yeah, have different absolutely. needs and be doing different things. If you're both getting your needs met, um, you know, in these alternative relationships and connections and whatnot it's like that's what I'm what's important not necessarily that you're doing exactly the same thing because if you did exactly the same thing that one of you might still not be getting their needs met right because it's not being custom catered in that way it's like right you know you're trying to go to the script of like putting it on a scale and yeah yeah making it even it's like okay but that still probably won't feel even because right that's one person's jam and maybe not the other person's jam yeah, it's not, it's not like there's some kind of objective weight, like objective scale to it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I, uh, and, and you said that too, like it's, like in, in relationships, my mantra has always kind of been that, that nobody's perfect, yeah. right? And yeah. like, I completely understand that. And like, I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> so yeah. I know that, that, you know, my partner is not going to be perfect and, and there's, there's different different things to look for and whatnot so um yeah and like and different things that are given yeah and like you know perfect for each other even that phrase is like okay well but we're not even perfect for each other nobody's completely perfect for each other there's mm-hmm. that element right. of that yeah, too exactly you know yeah. there's all yeah, always totally. things that you are in want or need of you know how no matter how quote-unquote perfect you are for each other it's like you can be perfect for each other in a polyamorous relationship you know perfect for each other in all these ways in a lot of important yeah. ways but there are some yeah. other small things that you 
you can go and get elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Comeasyouare.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. I don't think we can go too much longer without actually talking about what your kink is, though. We've teased it out long enough, I feel like. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering (laughs) if you you wanted to or if you didn't want to. Definitely. Oh, no, I think it's very interesting, and I think... I mean, because you, you and I have talked about it so much, just how it's kind of like woven yeah. into your, you know, your identity and whatnot. So I think yeah. it, it will really add to this conversation, too. Okay. Well, do you, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to or how do you want to? Oh, no, that? you please. I'm, I don't let me put words in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, because, you know, I can talk about it forever. I do. Uh, yeah. So the again, mic is it, on. It, We're live, oh, baby. Oh, it's hot, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so basically, I'm into, uh, uh, like, SPH and cuckolding kind of dynamics um, and some forms of, of, like, beta humiliation, I guess. Uh there's all sorts of different things, you know. I mean, how, how do you want the full list? Then we got to keep, keep going. Do, you want all, yeah, like, do we want the, the top ten? What do we want? Right. Yeah. The the recent things you've you've gotten me into so <laughs> solely, single-handedly. Gotten you into my goodness. That sounds a lot like pointing the finger. <laughs> like yeah. No, I I am I'm pointing the finger at you <laughs> directly for this getting way. me into directly for getting me into ruined orgasms. One hundred percent. That's your fault. <laughs> Um, I'll take it. Hey, I'll take the blame on that. I'll take one for yeah. the team, guys. Right. And so, <laughs> and again, and you're right. Like, it it, it, it does play a factor uh, 100% into what I was talking about. Because, again, and, and, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get, like, it, ego-driven stuff, explanations either or anything about it. But we've talked a million times about how it's not like I'm microscopic or anything in size. Um, but... We, uh, if, if that was the issue per se, like if she was like, Hey, I just want to get a bigger dick occasionally. Yeah. I don't know if that would change things to be honest with you. Like there's a chance that it might, but there's also a chance that it it wouldn't because again, like fantasy versus reality. Well, not only because of that. Right. But also again, just because I can't, that's. And I don't know if there is some, like, idealized version of the dynamic that I would hope for, let's say. But, like, I know that it's not what I have with her. I don't, like, because she is not a, you know, quote-unquote dominant personality or sexual person, like, I can't see myself giving that to her, I guess, if that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because it's not a DS dynamic. It's not, yeah, it's not... 
And that's not what she's asking for, or what she's wanting, or what she's trying to get out of it. You know what I mean? So the fact, so like there's there's nothing there. And again, I don't know, like it, it, just using you as an example, like if we were doing something similar and you were asking for that. We could make it work. We, well, potentially, <laughs> right. Like if we were in a real relationship, I would be much more open to that. But then I also, but that's just hypothetical. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how my feelings, what my feelings would be if we were in a real relationship and you were saying similar things and I'd be like, eh, you know, I don't know about that. Now my feelings are hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the, it's, but, that's that thing of confronting like the, right. you know, the edge of the fantasy basically. It's like, exactly. okay, we can talk dirty talk about it all you want, exactly. but like, are, right. are we actually going to try this? You know, like stuff like right. cuckolding and, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah it's like it's a valid fantasy either way rather you're actually engaging in it real time and being in these real life dynamics or it's just something you jerk off to or do with the virtual dominatrix um you know it's valid either way but it's like what feels good and right to you you know yeah and i do but i do know that i would be that it would be different is all i can say i know that it would be different if it was some sort of authentic yeah authentic and genuine ds power dynamic and that is 100 percent not the case in this and again and i'm not saying like oh that's bad of her or that's like her fault or like she's deficient because of that right because it's like no i that's not her and that's not what i ever expected or wanted from her um so that's interesting though because this is like that's a really interesting kind of nuanced look at people's fetishes right right exactly like very much so because like literally like what is happening now in your relationship like is stuff we've talked about you know like like in in general this type of cuckolding kind of dynamic mixed right. in with some sph like yeah. that's that's something that you actually in a fantasy that's one of your main gigs so it's just yeah, interesting right. that We've it's done like that a million times yeah yeah so it's like just really interesting how nuanced you know that is that mm-hmm. you are almost kind of mirroring mirroring that sort of a dynamic um but yet it feels very different yeah right and it's that's what i'm saying and so there have been times where i've almost been on the cusp of being like well like should i ask her how big his dick is or should i do this or should i do that but then it's like i don't i just don't like that's not it's not it you know that's not hitting the button or for whatever reason um and again like we've done that stuff for sure like you Mm -hmm. you know uh without a doubt and um even in more kind of real ter- terms um but yeah it's just again it's it's all about the that's what i found it's context. all about the, yeah, all yeah, about the context. context and yeah. just going back to it you know uh, when i've said that i've had previous partners who uh have either not been great at it or not understood it or whatever else it's like there's there's also a huge level of something i've found the like consent to it you know what i mean which makes yeah, sense of, of course <laughs> yeah right right that's just not something. sounds familiar uh-huh. um because i did have one, one partner that i dated for a while and she would 
kind of do it, like do the SPH to it, like up to an extent. Um, but it was, it felt very non-consensual. Like it was just not like she wouldn't do it to turn me on or at, like while we were having sex or doing like an other turn, like she would kind of just do it offhandedly. Mm-hmm. And I really did not enjoy that. You know, I was like, yeah. but you're not, like you're not telling me you know, and, I, and the only uh, analogy I could make is, like, you know, if a woman wants to be called, like, a whore or, like, a a dirty, yeah, yeah, slut, like, yeah. a cunt, like, whatever, yep. and then, like, she doesn't want you to call her that, like, while you're out eating dinner. Or just, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe she does. I Who knows? But, like, you know, for the most part, she doesn't want you to genuinely say that just randomly to her. Just, like, offhand um, comment, like. Yeah, right. Like I, I want it to be. Though I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. That's what I'm I was like, saying. I don't I'm put like, words in your mouth. Would pe- could people just kind of offhandedly call me a slut? I would yeah. actually love that. But <laughs> that's the, again, it's very nuanced, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I've given consent to engage in this, like in the bedroom right. or in this, in this with this person in this context, like very specific things that that make this feel good and hot and sexy to me. You know. Right. Um, yeah. So if you're not talking about context, it's context, 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 yeah. you know, because yeah. for me, if we had that conversation, I'll be like, no, you can literally call me a slut anytime and I'll just right. absolutely love it. Like, yeah, um, but it's also like you, you, then maybe it's more analogous to say like a stranger saying it to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like you don't want some random person. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Yeah. And that's the context for that. It's like that's yeah. If if we talk about it and. Um, that's what we're doing. Hundred percent feels different to me than a total stranger just being like, "Oh, this reminds me of like somebody I had, I've had on the pond um, multiple times." Mm-hmm. She has done. She's a writer, sex writer. So like multiple mm-hmm. times in public, she's talked about uh, what a salient phrase "good girl" is for her. Right? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. written articles and articles and articles about this, and um, she's got like a tattoo of it and like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And then. Okay. So what usually happens anytime she kind of publicly talks about the good girl phrase is that she gets her DMs flooded of people being like, oh, good girl, you want to be a good girl girl for me. And she's just like, ew, fucking ew. GTFO. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Write the fuck out of my DMs, please. Like, so it's, yeah, it's just the same thing. Context is everything, right? And different strokes for different folks. Like, yeah, that's why yeah, we fucking that's talk about it first. That's why we talk yeah. about these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it totally, that totally makes sense. Um, so, so that's kind of what I've got going on with that. Um, and it's interesting, you know, so I'm talking to people on, on different various apps again. Um, on the dating apps? Yeah, yeah, and it's, but that's a whole other thing, too, like dating apps, and that kind of, you know, organically progresses into the other thing that I was talking about with identity, uh, that I thought would be maybe fun to talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah, please Um, do. So, and it, you know, ties back into all of this, really, and it's not like a sexual identity thing, but it's just more of a personal identity thing, because, again, you know, going back into my disability and, and everything else, and so... Uh, again, not not to be fishing for compliments or anything or affirmation, but like all my life, uh, like from a very young age, I have been told uh, by oh, yes. oh, yeah, you, you know what I mean to say. Charming. 
<laughs> well, there's no, not, not, not that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. That specifically. Um, where, you know, and not just family, like, just people, like, growing up, everybody kind of told me that, that I was handsome. Yeah. Um, and so that was, and it, and it kind of ties, again, it ties into my, a lot of different things with my family, where, like, my, uh, I was raised by pretty much my mom, um, uh, and she was incredible at making me feel or like kind of instilling in me that you know you're just another n- normal kid right like you're just saying, like quote unquote normal like right. treating me that way and like instilling that in my identity um and so that was great because a lot of people don't necessarily do that or think that and it's, and it's an issue i feel uh within the disabled community um and so the but the only way that that's a double-edged sword is that, you know, you're also not necessarily, I'm also not necessarily confronting the reality of being disabled and that like, regardless of how I view myself uh, and what my identity is, certain people in uh, the world whole, on the, you know, on the whole would, might view me differently. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that good, bad, or otherwise, unfortunately like that's just the reality of the situation so it took me you know probably until my 20s for that to really sink in where like you know like obviously i knew that i wasn't you know just quote unquote normal because i'm like use a power wheelchair and i and like there's things i can't you know it's it's like obviously but like on a subconscious level i don't think that that ever really clicked with me where people uh would truly view me differently and it also has has to do with your world expanding right because when you're in you know middle school it's just so tiny and like no kids don't know any different and then even at high school like my whole high school was uh like 800 people and everybody knew each other and everybody was kind of friends with each other and and luckily like i never was bullied or anything like that so that was all great um so so even then i was pretty much by everybody treated again quote unquote normal but then when i went off to to university uh my world just got so much bigger and like i didn't have a lot of those connections and even the connections i did it, it kind of became more apparent like what the barriers were to relationships and whatnot um you know interpersonal or romantic or whatever but i still had the was told by for the most part that i was handsome and so it's been ingrained in me and it's a a, like an indelible part of my identity like i identify as someone who is handsome (laughs) And for better or worse, right? And, you know, and, and because my, and it's, and again, partly, you know, I'm not going to, like, my parents are both attractive people, and they're both kind of superficial to a certain degree, so, like, that's part of it, too, right? So... The vanity. I, yeah, right, exactly, the vanity, and, and just, you know, and so, I, I, again, I'm meandering and trying to get to the point, but, like, when I'm on dating apps the people I match with in my brain and the people I match with in reality 
don't always sync up. And more often than not, they don't match, right? Because I, regardless of what I can do, it's in my brain from being told at a, you know, for 20 plus years of my life how attractive, how physically attractive I am, that I'm am physically attractive. So that's what I think. But then in reality, people who look at me, again, for better or for worse, the majority of them are only going to see the wheelchair. And, like, I'm not saying that for pity or anything like that, of course. No, no, I... I, I but it's just, totally like, you know, it's, like, how do I... Like, and I've told this to other friends, it's, like, almost like a joke. It's, like, what do you do when you wake up one day and you're ugly? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how do you... Like, it changes your whole life. And, like, yeah. I don't know how to uh, necessarily approach that, especially within uh, romantic situations and with dating apps and with everything else. It's like now, you know, like I can't change what I'm attracted to. I can't change what I think I am necessarily. And it's not even like a confidence thing, right? It's not like, oh, well, these other people think I'm this, so now I feel bad about myself and I'm not that. But it's just like, well, if I'm trying to get a relationship, if that's the goal, it's like, well, what can... I get realistically like what can I maintain realistically and then like you know what do I quote unquote deserve or like what, what aligns with what uh, you know what I'm able to offer to somebody else so it's it's tricky man and this and this is something that I've just kind of been processing in the last few years and truly like over over the pandemic even truly truly facing it and thinking about it uh so it's it's tricky you know what i mean and it's like i don't know what to do with that i think a lot of us have done way too much thinking over the past two years right <laughs> and yeah. alone in our condos and <laughs> right exactly you know like, especially oh my god the most introspection um and you know for better or for worse <laughs> like yeah. Some of us are really getting the self-work done and some of us are just fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and not to be like such a, and but, hopefully that didn't come off as like, oh, a downer of a, of a topic. But no. because the one, the one positive thing that I have taken from it is, again, it's a generational thing, right? Because like I'm from, and I think a big part of my difficulty is at least uh, somewhat generational, right? Because I do know that the body positivity movement is is huge among the next generations, right? And so, and disability awareness and everything else, like all of these things are are coming from the youngins, you yeah. know? It's and happening so that's, now, it wasn't happening yeah, ten, 10 years ago. Exactly, yeah. right, yeah. And so, like, those are, those are good things that I can at least look forward to for everybody else, if not for myself. Um, you're not that and, old. <laughs> well, no, of course, I'm not, I'm not, right. But, you know, just saying, you know, like when you get in 40, it's like 20 is, is a lot different. Um, Certainly, yes. So it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's been something that I've been thinking about as I've been on the dating apps uh, throughout the pandemic. It's like, well, how do I? And then, you know, it's just like when you're in the, you, you've talked about it, like when you're on it's like, how the fuck do I even flirt anymore? Like, I don't, I don't know. What am I, uh, what I am can't. I doing here? <laughs> uh, I don't. 
It's like, hey, I, I like your face. I don't, I don't know. Is that can I, can I just say that? <laughs> that a I, don't, I don't know how to. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't know what else to do here. It seems like you're cool. Let's can we just talk and cut to the bullshit? I don't, like, what's the deal? We're all. And again, crazy. the thing of having to type, right? Of having to communicate yeah. that way. Rather yeah, than a, yeah. organ- a different way that feels better for you, like Facebook. Yeah, talking. absolutely. And and I do, you know, I don't mind texting. It's it's fine. But yeah, that's at at some point, and re- usually relatively early on, I'm like, hey, do you just want to talk on the phone? Yeah. And then I feel like I'm like 80, you know, like I'm someone's <laughs> grandpa. I'm like, hey, let's have a phone conversation, because you know, e- either people are like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, or they're like, no. I no, I don't phone. want to talk on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, use what, my phone we... for talking. Right, right. exactly. Like, what does that even <laughs> what are mean? you saying? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Um, so it's it ain't it ain't easy when it's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it ain't easy when it's hard. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like another right. one of your quotes that you say. Please ask stupid questions. What is it? No, it's uh, play, play stupid, stupid games, games? <laughs> win stupid yeah. prizes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it's it's true. Can you talk about since um, you're talking about identity type stuff? I yeah. think it's very interesting, kind of how that ties into your kink, to, into SPH and cuckolding. Yeah. Can you just yeah, a absolutely. few minutes, just like how your identity as a handsome person, you know? Right, is woven right. into this all other stuff. I'm thinking of some of like the cool kind of role plays we've done, where we tie in the fact that you're handsome and the fact that you're charming, right? Into yeah. the SPH role play. Like for instance, we've right. yeah, taken yeah. this cool, no, yeah, that cool angle where it's like, well, you have to be charming and charismatic totally. and totally. nice and all those things yeah. because you have a small dick. And just right. how that is interesting because it ties in your identity as like a your identity as like a handsome person, and takes this really cool kind of turn into SPH territory. Yeah, absolutely. And because that's what we talked about, and that it's just not it's not at all uncommon uh, to hear women say like, uh, "Yeah, this guy's got a big dick, but he's an asshole." Yes. Or like, you know, or, he or he's got bed. a big, yeah, or he's shit in bed, or he like just he, doesn't he, care. Just has to sh- he just has to show up and then he's, that's it. Yeah, um, he just has but to then take there's it also out, times, and that's all right, he does. And the, but, the, but there's also times where like, the, where I've heard stories from women who are like, yeah, I'm digmatized, and that's, <laughs> this guy's fucking sucks, but I can't get over it because <laughs> he's got the best away. dick ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's, you know, both of those are kind of hot to me in different ways. Um, and again, it's like, you know, I'm close enough to average where it's not the, you know, I don't know, it's not the end of the world, but it's it's fun to play with that where, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, because you're lacking in this specific realm, like, you have to make up for it in all these other ways. And like, and like you said, it plays into organically, like, what my strengths are anyway, you know, and we, we kind of just stumbled upon. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even like, oh, hey, let's come up with an imaginary thing where what could someone be good at to to make up for this? It's like, oh, hey, these are things that I'm already good at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. these are, it's like, I'm authentic. already kind of funny Natural and charming extension. and whatever. Yeah, so it's, uh, it just, it was good. And it, and because, because it also, it was, a, it was a good way to avoid 
again, organically, not like we were saying, oh, we want to avoid this, but it's like, because a lot of the times you hear, and it's an issue with the, with the, with a lot of the SPH porn or whatever, humiliation porn that I see anyway, where it's like, you know, you're, you're fat or you're ugly or you're a loser or you're a virgin or you're this, like, you have one inch clothing, you can have no possible worth whatsoever sexually to a person. Um, or you have to, like, it's 100% like a financial domination, like all you can do is pay for me or, or like suck my lover's dick or whatever, like blah, 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 like all of these things that I am not into or that don't feel authentic for me, um, you know, are, it's kind of Are typical in SPH. Exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. You, you know, that are like kind of a, a one, fits, one size fits all, <laughs> one size <laughs> um, uh, fits all like uh, approach to the humiliation aspect where it's like, eh, but you know, I can't, I can't, none of that resonates with me, so it doesn't mean anything. And from that, um, we've just got a couple minutes left, but I did want to hit on this because this is, I think this is just kind of naturally stemming out of what we've already talked about. I think I posted something, must have been, it was probably from the Andrew Gerza um, photo shoot that I did for Vice a while ago, um, Disabled People Are Hot. Yeah. And you told me um, how different being called handsome versus being called hot feels to you like oh you're cute versus you're hot yeah and absolutely so i um had i had this conversation with a a dear friend of mine who's actually a a psychiatrist too because she yeah because she um she said the same thing about, you know, she's always called me handsome. And she shed some light on it in a way I never really thought about it. Um, and a couple of, I've asked a couple of different female friends about it, to be honest with you. Uh, so, because handsome, to me, it means, like, and from what they've said, that, like, distinguished or uh, a very specific kind of, like, uh, like stylish, attractive, or, you know, well, face... Kept. Yeah, well kept, exactly, like well groomed, um, and and kind of a face, like a very attractive face, yeah. um, and so uh, you know that's very different than like sexy or hot. And like my psychiatrist friend was telling me, um, you know, she would describe someone as sexy or hot who has like a really good body, yeah. and so. That's like, yeah, like, I, again, that kind of makes sense to me. Like, I can see that in the flip side uh, of calling, you know, if I was to say something about a woman, right? Like, it wouldn't be like, yeah, she's really hot or she's really sexy. Uh, that's maybe more physical body attributes than, than like, a face attribute. Like, pretty thing. face. Yeah, right, pretty exactly. Means face. P- pretty, yeah. beautiful, something like that. And the cute thing, without a doubt, is, like, very different because sometimes it's good and sometimes it's fun but sometimes it's infantilizing yes. you know what i mean and I so that's and, yeah exactly and 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 with disability there is uh, a huge problem with infantilizing and with like desexualizing and just uh not acknowledging that and again like that ties back into any number of the other things that i was saying earlier right yeah. um so to hear hot, it's like, yeah, you know, it's just acknowledgement of, of sexuality, I feel like, um, at the very least, yeah, right? Yeah, an acknowledgement <laughs> uh, that you're a sexual human, a sexual being. Yeah, and then like, oh, hey, this is 
turning this person on because like someone who is hot turns you on yes, right like right. someone who yeah. is pretty or handsome or whatever it's like oh you're just it's almost like like art is pretty aesthetic <laughs> like, attraction oh, yeah like that dog is a handsome dog um <laughs> so right it's just dog you know what i mean handsome. like it's very well green i don't know uh, so it's uh, it's it's just different, and so it's 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 meaningful, the difference between uh, handsome or hot or sexy or, or attractive. Yeah, yeah to totally. me at least. No, I get how that feels different, totally. And I think how you just were describing it, it's like, yeah, I think we all have been called, you know, either pretty or handsome versus hot, and know what the difference is. You can feel. Yeah. <laughs> you feel. Yeah. You can receive. You know right. how different that feels to be called that person. And that. again, and it's not a bad thing because, like, again, handsome. Like, I can never be insulted by someone calling me handsome. Yeah, it's not like right. someone saying, like, "Oh, hey, tell me about him." Well, he's really fun. You know, it's like everybody knows what that means or something, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a great personality. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, right. They're they're really nice, uh, and it's versus like, oh, hey, they're really sexy or they're really hot. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. But that can be kind of, you know, himbo, bimbo territory, too. Which is like, hey, man, sometimes I just would like that. Yeah, be some arm candy. Exactly. Yeah. Dress me up. Take me up. That's what I said. That's one of the lines on my my, uh, dating app. It's like, I I like to consider myself a potential trophy husband, but (laughs) like a broken and battered trophy that you would find at a garage sale. (laughs) At a garage sale. A garage sale trophy that's kind of like, yeah, on its last legs and broken. <laughs> that's a but new hey, dating it, profile. <laughs> it's a trophy. I could still be your trophy husband if you it's want. Trophy yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, literally a trophy nonetheless. That's good. <laughs> Diving in the rough. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe that's why I'm not getting the matches. I know. I'm like, I don't know if these. <laughs> Maybe it's fine. Smart ass personality that's now uh, preventing my successes rather yep, than could very well be that too. <laughs> yeah, then of any of the other barriers you were talking about, it's just right. that you're a dick. Yeah, you're a yeah maybe maybe it's just the fact that I'm an insufferable asshole. No, that couldn't be. No, that couldn't could, couldn't be me. No, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be some external factor. <laughs> so okay, we should be wrapping up. Um, I don't know as far as what we talked about today. If you want to like give your Twitter or give any other, I don't know where people can find and follow you. You of course do not have to. <laughs> so I don't really have a problem. I mean, my my yeah, my Twitter handle is at Fappy Nerd because I thought I was clever and it was at the height of like the Fappy Bird Flappy Bird app. <laughs> thing so that's where i got that from and i'm like hey like this is this is my porn twitter so why don't i do that because i'm kind of nerdy and i'm looking at porn um but if you want i mean yeah i don't mind people knowing my instagram if they want to see what i look like or anything follow me there it's my name is jonk j-o-n-k awesome not only like thank you for saving my ass this week but also um lovely episode i'm sure people are gonna love it but third also you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, obviously. And, you know, I learned, you know, as much as as conversation we've had kind of surrounding these topics just between mm-hmm. you and I, I've learned some new things about you today. Um, yeah, which yeah. Is really and cool that's as well. I, I was hoping for that, too. Uh, you know, because we do talk 
like when you know, when we do what we do, we do what we do, and that's kind of it, right? So like there's there's the, uh, I was hoping to just kind of get to some other stuff today too, and we really did, and I was so happy again, and and honored to to be able to save you <laughs> today. So that's really cool. You're my knight in shining armor today. Oh God, don't call me that. <laughs> but sure, I'll, ta- but I'll okay, take it. This one time. Yeah, um, okay. People, you know where to find me by now at the Lady Pim One on Twitter, at the Lady Pim One on Instagram, at the Bedbus Podcast on Instagram. I have a Patreon. We were talking about it earlier. Jonathan endorses it. It's patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. YouTube, we have the Bedpost Show as well up on there. We're doing sex reviews. It's silly and funny with comedians. You'll love it, trust me. And then the last thing I always like to say is the lady who does the original music for this podcast is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her, stephcopelandmusic.com. Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. Thank you to you, too. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. And get fucked, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>